0: Hello everyone, welcome back, thank you for joining us Now you might not be expecting to hear me, but it's David Steele here We're returning for a special, impromptu recording of an episode of The Power of Three Scotland's leading Doctor Who podcast, until we're told otherwise I'm joined today by the, the rest of the, the OG, Power of 3 Say hello Mr Tom Harris Hello Mr Tom Harris God bless you, and we're also joined by that prince among men, Kenny Smith Say hello Kenny Hello Kenny, Tom, I like your joke, where did you get that one from? Oh, it's a pure original, I made it up
1: myself. It's very good.
0: Yeah. Very good. Now, very original. We're, we're back tonight this is because at the weekend, there was a very interesting bit of reportage. I believe it was broken by Plymouth Live, of all people. Um, <laughs> the news, Jodie Whittaker's departure from Doctor Who is imminent, and Plymouth Live had the scoop on who her successor is going to be, apparently... Apparently it's a great pinch of salt, of left, big pinch of salt, and the hot take, or the hot sort of tip from Plymouth Live is that David Tennant is going to be, if you pardon the expression, the next Doctor. Now, um, this is very, very interesting. It kind of set the internet a little bit ablaze. I was in watching Spider-Man for the fifth time at the cinema, so I missed it kicking off immediately.
2: You're tragic <laughs> beyond words, my friend.
0: <laughs> Come on, you've seen it. How many times you see, did you not see it twice? Twice,
2: but
1: that's normal.
2: Five times? Come on, How many man. times
1: have you seen it, Ken? I've seen it twice, but that said, I saw Goldeneye five times at the cinema. Oh,
0: that's well, there we enough. go. There we go. And In many ways, actually, um, this episode of the podcast is the, the Spider-Man No Way Home of the Power of Three because um, all three of us are reunited. That's true. <laughs> for, a, for a special reason. So, yes, I was in watching um, Toby, Andrew and Tom. Spoilers. So, um, and then, you know, it came out to sort of learn about this. And i got to say, I was very interested. Um, have you, had you heard this news, Tom? Had you heard this bit of gossip?
2: No, I, I was I was, I was flabbergasted by it. But I tell you, I mean, it, it, it kind of looks on the face of it that it's maybe sourced quite well, and that it maybe it is a, a, an actual possibility, but... I mean, and it's a great idea. You know, I can see that that will get a lot of viewers, especially at the beginning of the new series. But two things occur to me. First of all, it is a huge indictment of Chibnall and Whitaker's uh, reign at the show, that they have Mm. to bring back the old showrunner, not only the old showrunner, but the old doctor. And that's, of course, assuming the story is correct, which it may well not be. That's the health warning. But the second thing is, it, it, it says something not very good about the show. I mean, it's always succeeded by changing and developing and going forward. This would be a very much a step back. Um, And I loved David Tennant as a doctor and I loved Russell as the showrunner. But this feels a bit like, let me give you a political analogy, it's a bit like the Labour Party now saying, let's bring back Tony Blair because we used to win under him. I I think personally that would be bloody brilliant but it's not going to happen and it shouldn't happen because you need to go forward you need to come up with new ideas and this just looks like panic it just looks like the bbc are running around headless chicken style saying oh you know what worked in the past let's do that again and i i i i I think in the long term if it turns out to be true i think it'll be bad news for the show yeah
0: ken what was your When did you hear about
1: it? What's your first reaction? I saw it on Twitter, but I'm going to to approach this with my journalist head on, rather than my Doctor Who fan head. Plymouth Live is a local news site, a bit like we have Glasgow Live. It's owned by Trinity Mirror or Reach PLC to give them the proper name these days. And they do these local sites. Basically, instead of doing a local evening newspaper, this is pretty much their equivalent. So what this journalist has done and I have, I've sort of I've followed the paper trail back, and this is, they have been lurking around the Outpost Gallifrey, the website there. And on that website, there was somebody claiming to have knowledge that they know a BBC insider who's told them that David Tennant is the new doctor. And I know that in the past, an awful lot of journalists on the national press have lurked around Doctor Who fan forums particularly when the show's in production, looking for leaked production news. And in this case, I would be quite willing to offer 50 quid to a charity of my choice, Pancreatic cancer Scotland, there we go, to say that this is complete and utter hogwash. I hmm. think there's abs- there's more chance of Christopher Eccleston coming back, well, okay, maybe not that far, but <laughs> there's, it's pretty much in those lines. Why would David Tennant, a uh, respected actor, who gets to travel the world, doing a whole load of different things, stretching himself, feel the urge to go back to a show, no matter how much he loves it, but why would he want to take it? What could be regarded as a retrograde step in his career? And particularly given that he'd be away from his family for a hell of a long time, given that he's got a huge family and they keep popping out. Dave?
0: It's very interesting because he's, of course, at the moment, he's currently travelling around the world in 80 days on BBC One on Sunday nights and roughly The Slot Doctor Who's been going out on. And it's very interesting. I don't know if either of you have been watching it, but he's essentially playing very much the Tenth Doctor again. And that can you know there's moments, especially in last night's episode. We're recording this on Monday night. There was moments last night when it was the Tenth Doctor in a different suit, but with a moustache. It it was very interesting, very reminiscent. Let's. I mean, it's, as Kenny said, this has probably been extrapolated from an enthusiastic fan on a message board somewhere. It could be it could be entirely entirely bollocks. Entirely Bollocks is the name of another podcast. But say, for example, I mean, my, my sort of thoughts on it were that, um, as Tom said, a sense of them fixing it. I, I don't, I mean, I'm, it's, I suppose it's the equivalent of getting, as Tom said, getting Tony back, or perhaps a football manager coming back to a club that he's been successful for, you know, successful with in the past or something, I suppose. My first reaction was, oh, would he be playing the 10th Doctor again or would he be playing the 14th Doctor? And that's that's one I'd like to put to you. What do you think? What what would you rather see? Would you rather see DT's doctor waking up with his eyes opening up again, picking up where he left off after I don't want to go, or would you like to see the actor giving to the, the to the extent of his ability, I suppose, a, a new performance, um, a new character? What do you think of that, Tom? That's
2: a very good question. I, I first of all I, I kind of agree with Kenny. I think there's a lot of nonsense. The the problem with Doctor Who these days is that you can believe almost anything about it you know it it doesn't matter what any kind of weird shit they come up with it now has the ring of truth about it because of what chibnall's done to it so you know people will be saying some of the fans will be saying oh but that's never happened in the past and that's not the way it works well all the rules are gone now not not just the, the old canon you know from the classic series that was carried up until you know a few years ago all canon is gone now it is all meaningless canon is now whatever the current showrunner says it is and they can invent anything and then get rid of old canon they can bring a new canon there's no consistency and i guess there doesn't need to be because it's a free-for-all now so i don't think that his return if it happened would cause any problems in that respect um i'd like him to. See him, i'd like to see him play a, a new character i think uh, you just uh, it'd be interesting I mean, I'm not. I haven't watched the show for years, and 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 I think I would at most show a kind of uh, light touch interest, even if Tenant were to return in the next series. Um, But uh, you know, partly because you know I can't stand the idea of watching a show that doesn't have any canon at all. But yeah, I'd pop in on it and kind of just see how he's getting on. But if I did pop in one night when the when the rest of the family are watching it, I would quite like to see how he did with a new
0: character. Ken, it's, it's, you know, big pinch of salt and all that. What would you, if it if it were true, if DT was to return to the lead, what would you like to see him do?
1: I did love him as the 11th and 12th Doctors. I thought he'd uh, a great run in there. But would he play the 14th? I don't know. If he did, then play it with a Scots accent this time and, as Tom says, do it differently and yes. let him be able to just sort of be a bit more naturalistic and just put himself into it and just let him be a bit more natural in the part. Not that, obviously, acting... That you're not uh, playing yourself, but it'd be interesting if he could do it the Scots accent this
0: time and it's. With a beard. Or a big moustache. Yeah, or Or no sides. That would be interesting. I mean, I I sort of thought it would be interesting to see him reviving the the Tenth Doctor persona again. I think I can think, as there's, there's still enough of a fanboy in me to sort of think, wow, wouldn't that be really interesting if the Doctor came back with that face, knew what was going on. I don't know if you're aware of him, Tom, Kenny will be. There's a big Finnish Doctor Who character called The Eleven, who's a a time lord who has all his different incarnations and personalities going on in his brain all at once. They kind of vie for dominance and and all that sort of thing. And I love the idea of of the Tenth Doctor's personality, if you like, emerging from the room with no doors and getting another shot of being in charge. I think that would be interesting, but I think also it would be fascinating because people would probably expect him just to do what he'd done before. But I think it'd be very interesting to see him do something different. I mean, there's also been a lot of chat and speculation about Russell T. Davis' plans for the season, the series overall. There's been a lot of chat about how, you know, there was an, he gave some interviews at the start of last year, which I think we talked about when we did their episode about Russell coming back, about how, you know, he won he would do a tenth doctor, an eleventh doctor team up series, you know, you'd get the Nyssa adventure. So I've seen some sort of speculation that D T might come back for the 60th and then be a one of the recurring sort of stars and an almost anthology series that delved into the series' history, which would run concurrently with the main series. Um, had either of you seen any of that, gossiping and reportage?
2: Uh, yeah,
0: I'd seen uh, some of that.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing it in the interview, but here's the thing. I mean, yes, there'll be a boost in the show's ratings when once when, Whitaker when and Chibnall are gone. I'm not sure it'll be sustained. I mean, it might be sustained. If it's not sustained, you know, because remember... Whitaker's first episode got a massive amount of viewers, and, and then it went off a cliff. And I don't think Russell's will do that. I think if there's a decline, it'll be more gentle. But now I'm not sure is the time to put a lot of faith in spin-off series. You know, when the story, when the, when the show was much fresher and more popular, there was the main Sarah Jane Adventures and there was Torchwood and then later on there was Class. I'm not sure we're in a position now where the BBC would show that much confidence in Doctor Who now. And I think that, once again, I, I think it's largely down to Chibnall, who is up there with John Nathan Turner, in my estimation. <laughs>
0: Ken, what's your thoughts on, next, on a Marvel style expanded universe?
1: I mean, I would love it if it would happen. I mean, I think the fact, we've not mentioned the fact that Phil Collins is going back as producer
0: as well, which I think is quite yeah, mean, news. That's-
2: that is very. We should talk about that too. But yeah, we can come to that. That's, that's very significant. Yeah. I had a pain with Phil Collinson once. All right. Well, we went, it was one of these one of these previews that he invited us on. For we for a weird reason, right? He invited a whole bunch of MPs to watch a preview of Midnight. Right. So it wasn't <laughs> even a season finale or a season. You know, uh, f- first episode it was kind of towards the end of season four, and I never quite worked out why he was even inviting. us it must have been just a public relations thing. So, and at the end of it, me and two or three other MPs were standing around and saying, All "Right, we're going to go for a pint in the terrace." And it was a summer night, and I said, "Should we invite Phil? He seems quite a nice." bloke and then I thought, actually, he's a he's a BBC producer. There's no way he's going to want to come and spend any time with a bunch of MPs. For goodness sake. So I went up to him and said, "Look, I know you're busy, but we're going to cross for a pint in the, in the terrace of the Commons. You're welcome to come." And his eyes lit up. He said, "Oh, that'd be brilliant! I've never there'd be the Commons." And, and, and I suddenly forgot. Actually, for us at the time, it was it was just a workplace. But for an awful lot of people, even you know, producers at the BBC, it was a very novel experience. And we spent all night there. We were there for hours. It was. We gave some good gossip.
0: Kenny, what's your what's your thoughts and comments coming back? Considering that um, his relationships with Christopher Eccleston, for example, weren't the best, he's one of the he's and this is something that we you know, we, we touched on briefly. Is you know when we did our Return of Russell episode, was that um you know there's still this cloud of how the the Ninth Doctor actor felt everything went. What's your thoughts on Collinson coming back? Do you think it's just jobs for the boy? No, I wouldn't have said so. I think in fact that Russell wants to
1: get a bunch of people around him who he knows that he can trust, no put the job. It is a job that's very very hard going and it puts it it requires an awful lot of personal hours as well and you need to go over and above so I think for that reason he's brought him in and that's something that Doctor Who hasn't particularly had since Phil left there was a bit of a rotating run of producers as to who'd be come in who'd come in and work with the exec producer and again exec producer partnerships were rotating as well when Stephen took over he was there with the lovely Beth Willis and Piers Wenger, and then off they went. And then in came Caroline Skinner, and then off she went. And then in came uh, some others. So yeah, it was quite a, quite a mix. So I think to have a bit of continuity in there, I know that uh, it's, it's an Doctor Who and continuity. Are off, it's not that context, but I think to have people in there who know what the job entails and know how to make good Doctor Who on time, on budget. Then I think that's a bit of a win situation.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's it's um, it saves having to train someone up on how to do it. It saves breaking him in. he's obviously he will have learned all these lessons the first time round. So it's very interesting. It's certainly very interesting times.
2: Can I just share with you one line from that Plymouth Herald story that I wouldn't say it gave me the rage, but it made me roll my eyes in a spectacularly uh, physical way. Go on. It says. And although the doctor appears to have no control over their appearance, <laughs> I mean, what what has all of this done to the English language? I mean, for crying out
0: about, over their appearance,
2: over his appearance, there, yeah. fix that for you.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, very interesting time. This this could all this could all turn out to be absolute nonsense, but you know. Did you see they're part of the the Mirror Group, Ken? The people that have put. They this are up? indeed, yes. Now, it's been, but it's know, been written
1: by a local journalist.
0: Right. Okay. I mean, we know that the the Mirror. We don't we don't endorse any you know news outlets over hills but we know that, we do know that the Mirror have got quite a, a good record, at, um, sort of coming out with accurate doctor Who predictions in the past. So We'll see how it plays out. Very interesting to see if this happens or not. It probably won't, but it's certainly been very nice talking about it. Thank you for joining me, Kenny and Tom. Tom, say goodbye. Goodbye. Kenny, you'll be back very soon. I probably won't. Say goodnight for now then, Ken. Goodnight for now then, Ken. And I'll say goodbye as well. And as it's the power of three, I'm kind of obliged to do this now. Kenny, what song are we going to play it with today?
1: (laughs) Well, given that David Tennant is pretty much the Tom Baker of the 21st century, he's the person person who most people tend to recognize as the doctor, so in many ways, He's the perfect 10. So here's the beautiful South with
0: Perfect 10. Marvellous. Thank you for listening, everyone. Take care. We'll see you soon.
2: Yes.
3: She's a perfect 10, but she wears a 12. Baby, keep a little two for me She could be sweet 16 Busting out of the seams It's still love in the first degree When he's at my game With a big fat A You wanna see the smile on my face And even at my door With a poor, poor phone there ain't no man can replace. Cause we love our love in different sizes. I love her body, especially the lies. Time takes its toll, but not on the eyes. Promise me this, take me tonight. If it's extra large, well, I'm in charge. I can't work this thing on top And if he's XXL Well, what the hell Every penny don't fit the slot Ah, the anorexic chicks The Model 6 that don't hold no weight with me Well, 8 out of Like to hold something I can see, Sweet love our love different sizes. I love her body, especially the lies. Time takes its toll, but not on the eyes. Promise me this, take me tonight. I a bottle watch to turn your beauty. But I've had it in a second hand I bought a calendar uh-huh. And every month uh-huh. Is taken up by the love man Cause we love our love Different sizes I love her body Especially the lies Time takes its toll sizes, I love her body, especially the lies, time takes its toll, but not on the eyes, promise me this, take me tonight.